0: Good morning, guys. All right, so feels a little cooler in here. I like that. Um, I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about getting your butts out today. Now, you guys are like, "Oh no, she's swearing in church." Oh, no, I know. I, I you didn't you didn't see what it says? B U T S. Okay, all you guys that were thinking something else. I'm going to talk about getting those out of our lives today. So, um. I was kind of going through this, and I I was thinking about it, and a lot of times we use the word but to be kind of like an excuse to not have to do what we should do. And so let's think about, you know, so do we go through these, we have pains in our life, we have hurts, people hurt us, we hurt people, a lot of that going on, disappointment, have anybody here ever got disappointed? Yeah, okay, you guys awake, yeah, Uh, disagreements. See, i like, smiling because I'm, like, oh, it's okay to, like, debate, right? We have the people that love to debate, and we're, like, you know, we make other people uncomfortable because we're, like, having fun debating. Everyone's, like, oh, no, they're fighting, you know, right? And then you have the people that were, like, I don't, just do whatever you want. I just don't want to have any disagreement. Like, they're afraid of that. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, but we have disagreements because I didn't know if you guys realized, but we are created in Christ's image, but he made us unique kind of a big deal so um, and but and sometimes we deal with things like hopelessness and things like that we think is this ever going to happen why hasn't this come through like I've been believing for this I don't see any way out of the situation so there's we go through as people we have experienced as humans we've experienced all these type of things um, and we've probably felt all of them at one point point. and it's okay to feel that way I know that I probably shouldn't say that, right? I I should be like, you know, too blessed to be depressed. You know, I should just do the church taglines. Well, I'm not going to do that. That's not real. It's okay to feel that way. What is not okay is it's not okay to live from that. Is that the difference? It's, you know, we may feel disappointed. It is not okay to live from disappointment. We are to live from the fullness of Christ. So, what kind of... What gets us through those moments of hopelessness or disappointment or, you know, discord from disagreement and all that is moving forward is forgiveness. We love that Jesus forgave. How many of you guys love that Jesus forgave your sins? How many of us sometimes have a hard time forgiving someone like they just took the last cookie and you're like, are you kidding me? I was coming back for that. Sometimes it's like, who took that? Oh, I got a story for you guys. Happened actually here in Hesperia because my family, many years back, come from Hesperia. So we used to go down to the fairgrounds down by the pavilion, and have, um, we would have um, a family reunion. I probably was three or four. Like, I have a really great memory. I am, like, really weird about things. You know, if you grew up in a traumatic home, you have memories from, like, really young. My first one is 18 months old that I can still vividly remember. But we'll move on from there. Um, so I'm, we're at this family reunion. I have, now. I'm sorry if you had red hair. But we had redheading cousins, and they were fire. Like, they had red hair. It was fire everywhere. They're, I mean, they they were just, they were not the nicest little kids. And I was so excited because, you know, I come from a big family. You didn't always get treats and things like that, and I was so excited. I had a grape soda, and it was the last one. You know, you reach into the big thing with the ice at the family, and you grab a pop, and I was so excited. I opened it, and we went to play games. And this little girl, she wanted the the grape pop, and I set my pop down by a tree, and she went and kicked it. I was so mad. I didn't want to forgive her. You know, I, I mean, it was probably years. I would see her at family reunions. I would be, we played these blindfold games. I would push her down. Like, even now, sometimes she has grown, and I was like, I see you. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Sometimes we have a hard time forgiving a pop, a little pop. I mean, I was like three or four, so, I mean, but still, I, I look, and I'm thinking, God has forgiven us so much, and we live and sometimes this icky state, because we can't forgive. Yeah. We justify our unforgiveness. We're really good at that because God made us smart. He gave us all wisdom. So we are we can figure out how not to let go of things. Because forgiveness is how God started his relationship with us. Yeah. Every relationship has to have that in there. That's how God started with us. We would not have any... Interaction with the Lord if it wasn't for forgiveness. That's pretty amazing. So if that is the starting point for relationship from God to us, that should also be a, a building block in the foundation of every relationship we have. Right? So we can't say, well, that's unforgivable. I mean, those words have probably come out of my mouth before. I'm going to admit it you know. And then the Lord speaks to me and uh, reminds me of how much he has forgiven. Sometimes we just have to be reminded. Our pain will get us will keep us in that spot, but then when when the spirit of the Lord comes on us, we are quickly reminded of of how good he is and what he has done for us, and if he extends that to us, then we have the ability to extend that to other people, right? So we kind of in Colossians 2.13, it says, You were spiritually dead because of your sins and because you were not free from the power of your sinful self. But God gave you a new life together with Christ. He forgave all our sins. Everything. He said, you were dead. You were spiritually dead. You couldn't even get away from your sin. I mean, he gave us, he gave us everything. And in that garden, he said, I have just one, one rule. How many of you guys feel like you could follow one rule? right? Just one. One. That's it. No other rule. And like, you can't tell me what to do. Like that. I mean, it's crazy. But God said, you know what? You could not handle yourself with sin. So you know what? I had a plan to make sure that, that you could still be in fellowship with me. And we know that he sent his son. He died on the cross. He paid for every sin, past, present, and future that is to come with his blood. So we kind of get stuck in these places where we go through life using our butts to stay justified. <laughs> get that one recorded. To stay in that miserable cell. We use our butts. But they hurt me. But they didn't honor their word. But we just don't agree. But I was praying and it doesn't seem that God is listening to me or hears me or he said he would do this, but he hasn't yet. Our butts get in the way a lot. Some of us more than others. Some of us have a lot more butts. <laughs> right? I told you it was going to be a good day. But you know, God didn't have any butts. He didn't say, I'm going to send Jesus for everyone but you. Did He? No. We were made alive in Christ, forgiving, and He gave for forgiving all of our sins. Not just. These ones or that ones or these ones that were committed on, you know, days that end with why, I I don't know. Whatever. All of our sins. God removed the butts of sin, pain, and death. He said there isn't any exclusion to this. Jesus, it, his blood covers it all. That's good. Because sometimes I do things and I don't even realize in the moment how I'm acting, how I'm feeling, how I am coming across. Right? I mean, if you know me and you have an um, angry resting face, I probably have said to you, "Are you happy?" And I and used say, "Then tell your face." This is a smile, guys. For those of you that angry resting face, practice it in the mirror, because you make all the rest of us be like, "What am I doing wrong? Are you mad?" My own husband, we've been married 20 years, and I was like, I'm still like, "Do you like that? Tell your face. It doesn't know. You have not, it, it, your joy went to here. Get it a little higher, right? See, so he's not smiling. Tell your face. Come on, make Show me them. There we go. Good, good job. <laughs> so he removed that. He, God removed all, all of the pain and the sin and the death. In Isaiah forty three twenty five, it says, I am the Lord who wipes away all of your sins. I do that to please myself. I will not remember your sins. God's saying, I'm not even going to remember them. Even if you bring them to me, I'm going to be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I cannot, like I talked the other day, I can't hear you through the blood. That's what he says. He can't hear you through the blood. He can't see you through the blood. He can't see that old man. That old man is dead to him. You may try to pick him up and drag him around. And God's like, I he, didn't even, he won't even acknowledge that. That's good. Sometimes we try to bring him with us, and the Lord's like, no, not going to happen. So if, we're feeling, so if we're in that, if we're feeling pain and hurt, and disappointed, or hopeless, forgiveness can set us free. Forgiveness can set us free. Sometimes we have regrets. We have, you know, we feel shame. We have all these things. And God said, but I already made a way that you don't have to live there. Sometimes we have to forgive other people. (laughs) That one's hard, right? I'll tell you one that's harder. Sometimes we have to forgive ourselves, right? Sometimes we hold ourselves. God's like, but Jesus paid for that. But we're saying, God, no, I will choose what he paid for. It's called false humility, where we're like, you know, I'm just so humble. I'm just not good enough. And it's like, well, you weren't good enough, but Christ made you good enough, so you are. It's not about you. We are, humankind is very selfish (laughs) because of the fall and we think everything's about us and if we could just, you know, do the one thing where everything is about Jesus, our lives would get a lot easier. Our goals would get a lot clearer. Our families would get a lot healthier. But we're so worried about us. So sometimes we have to forgive other people. Sometimes we have to forgive ourselves and sometimes we have to forgive God. We don't realize that we may hold things against, the, against Him. Now, we might not speak that out loud, and people be like, oh, I would never do that. Sometimes we get a little bitterness towards the Lord. Like, why, didn't, why did you let this happen? If you are a good God, we forget there's also an enemy, there's also a devil who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But we're asking God why he did this. Why didn't you do this for me? We get angry at him. Why haven't I seen this come through? And the Lord's like, well, if you'd just close your mouth a little bit, because death and life come from it, and you just keep creating. <laughs> I mean, I feel like God wants to say, you created that path. The path I created for you goes over here. <laughs> and you're just walking. God, why are you making me go this way? <laughs> and I'm, not sa- I'm saying this is me. I-, I like to preach from my life. <laughs> I don't think, well, that's all you guys up here. I'm always following the Lord. I feel like sometimes I'm like on this path in the Lord. I just feel it kind of like nudge all the time the Lord. I don't want to get to where I'm way off that. I want to be able to still feel the nudge. We don't have to get way off over here or there or get so bitter and broken. Just get that little nudge. <laughs> when you're even just contemplating sin, the Lord, and you're like, oh, man, I know how that feels. I'm going to get back in the blood. So sometimes we even blame God or get angry. Yeah, God has done nothing against us. Never. He is always for us. In everything, he is always for us. He's never done anything against us. In 1 John 1, 5, it says, In this, in essence, is the message we heard from Christ in our passing on to you. God is light, pure light. There is no trace of darkness in him. There is no evil thought. There is no, like, I'm going to get you this time. Ha ha. There's nothing. There's, not, there's no trace of evil in him. In James, it says, Every good, everything good comes from God. If it's good, it's from the Lord. Every perfect gift is from him. These good gifts come down from the Father who made all the light in the sky. But God never changes like the shadows from those lights. He is always the same. So if he was good then, he's good today. He's good tomorrow, he's good for the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. That doesn't change. So if, we have, if we're angry at God, we need to look and reassess and say, why, how could I be angry at someone who is always good? Who always is for me? You know, God is always for us. He's always good. And he, we have to choose. We have choices. We can't just be like, well, you know, this time God's not for me. I'm not going to listen to his word this time and then be mad because it didn't work out. In Joshua 24, it says, but maybe you don't want to serve the Lord. See, Joshua 24:15. most people like to read this part. But for me and my family, we'll serve the Lord. How many of you guys have heard that part of it? Yep. Right? As for me and my house, we serve the Lord. That sounds powerful. That sounds successful. Sounds like we got it together. Let's go back a little bit and let's see what he's talking about. Maybe you don't want to serve the Lord. That's what it starts off with. You must choose for yourself today. Today you must decide who you will serve. Will you serve the gods that your ancestors worshiped when they lived on the other side of the Euphrates River? Or will you serve the, the gods of the Amorites who lived in this land? You must choose yourself. But for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Not gods, The Lord. So they weren't, it wasn't all just like encouraging, like, me and my house are serving the Lord. It's saying, hey, you're living your life all messed up. What do you want to do? Do you want to serve God or not? Because me and my family, we are. You can choose whatever you want to do, but you also get the consequences that go with that. Do you want the reward or you want the consequences of that? You get to choose, but we're, we're going to go on this path and we're going to do what God says because all good things are in him. So God won't make you do anything. He never does. He never has. We, from the beginning of time, he has never made any human ever do anything. You ever, I was going to say kids, but I feel like adults do this too. Like, you know, I heard a lot when I, I use it as a kid, but as adults, like, you make me so mad. Wow, I didn't know I was your God. Pretty awesome. <laughs> right? I mean, if someone can make you do something, I mean, God doesn't make us, but he could. He created us. He could have made us any way he wanted. But you make me so mad. Oh, you don't get mad on yourself because you can't control your own emotions? (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) I'm glad I can force you like a puppet. (laughs) He won't make us do anything. He won't even make you forgive. He doesn't make you. He doesn't, like, when there's bitterness, God doesn't pull you up in front of that person and be like, Now you say that you forgive them right now. Now you hug until you can forgive. I'm going to put you in the hug shirt. <laughs> Many of you guys do that with your kids, the big shirt. You put them together, but really inside the whole time they're just pinching each other. <sighs> I mean, it's hilarious to watch. Not successful parenting technique, but it's all right. Uh, try it once after that. But he doesn't make us do anything. He won't make us forgive. He won't, he won't even make us clean up our messes. He won't make you live powerful, and he won't make you be a victim. He won't make you have peace, and he won't make you choose joy. It's all available to us, but God doesn't make us do anything. And really, nobody can make you do anything, including yourself sometimes. (laughs) You're like, I need to do this, and then you're like, no. Mine is mostly with like sweet treats. Like, don't, you know, you don't need to have a second piece of banana bread that Lana made, which was awesome. Thank you. But then I'm like, you can't tell me what to do. i mean, this whole loaf. <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to tell you it was a mini loaf and it was half, but I come in and Lana's all judging me. She's like, you're going to eat that whole half. And I was like, you can't tell me I can't. <laughs> I couldn't even tell me I couldn't. I mean, it's a mini loaf guys. Like, so half a mini loaf. I'm I mean, not to say that I haven't in time. There hasn't been times, right? I mean, oh, it's so good. I really, is there more at home? Okay, I'm thinking about it now. I don't know if I can finish this message. What was I talking about? Oh, God can't make you do anything. If, we're, if we really want to, we can, we can spend our lives in the butts be blaming everybody oh but this but I can't it's so hard for me but 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 or we can have unforgiveness because when we hold unforgiveness towards someone else it's like drinking poison and be like can't wait till you die (laughs) that's not how it works right unforgiveness a lot of times people that you are holding unforgiveness don't even know that you're angry at them They're worried about their own life. They don't even know what's going on. They hurt you, but they're so, they can't even see. So you know who's carrying it? Who's feeling that? Who's experiencing that? Who's getting bitter every day? You are. That's right, rob you. You're being robbed of your joy by yourself. They didn't do it to you. God didn't do it to you. You chose to pick it up and say, oh, I'm going to take this on. But you, you can't always choose how other people treat you. You can't. You can't change how other people treat you or act towards you. You can't, you, you know, you can definitely choose how much you're going to allow. You know, someone's yelling at you, you can be like, I'm going to go over here. You may yell to the wall all day long, but you can't choose how they're going to act. You can't choose how they're going to speak. You can't um, always change your circumstances. Sometimes you're in a circumstance that is just not very fun. We all went through a very different life in 2020. We didn't have the uh, ability to change that circumstance. But you always have the ability to forgive. You always have that. In every circumstance, in every situation, you have the ability to forgive, even when it feels painful. You can forgive, and it can still hurt. You can forgive, and it can still hurt. And depending on what it was, you know, it can hurt for a long time. But you can still forgive. Unforgiveness and pride, they kind of go together. Um, because when it comes what, when you think about pride, it comes and you think it's what we think other people or situations, we think, oh, they're completely at fault. It's their, you know, they're the reason I did this. I'm here and they're here and they did this to me. We start to break down everything is against us. We get this pride like, like, well, it couldn't be. I couldn't be wrong in any part of this situation. <laughs> Sometimes there are people that are more, they might be more vocal or more painful or they're making bad choices, but the part that you can still do in that is you can forgive or not forgive. So if you have unforgiveness, you're part of that. You're part of that too. <laughs> Even if they did, if it was 100% what they did to you, but you chose not to forgive, you are just as at fault. Sometimes our pride's like, "Well, you don't know what they did." And God's like, "Well, I know what you know the enemy did to the world and what mankind did to my son, so I think I understand about anything that could ever happen to you. Any wrong that could be against you." <clears throat> Unforgiveness and pride get us bitter. They get us broken, and it just clogs everything up. We have a hard time communicating. We shut down, right? When you're mad at someone, a lot of times you don't want to talk to them. I'm gonna avoid them. <laughs> How many of you guys have done that? Like you see you see the phone number come up or something, you're like Uh-oh. I'm gonna pretend like I don't I don't have her. none of you have ever done that? <laughs> right? You go the other way around. Like now I don't do okay. There are people <laughs> in the store sometimes I'm just like I don't want to have this conversation right now, Lord. I have went the other way to try to get away. And you know what the Lord does at the checkout line? I told you to deal with this. Now I'm going to give you the opportunity. It's so awesome. Does it feel awesome? No, no, it feels terrible. And I try to get away, and it's always someone who has a card of like 100 things, and I'm like, I can't get anywhere, and I get claustrophobic, and you know, it's just... God, I, he's awesome. But it, it just it begins to get clogged up or we just don't seem to be moving forward. We have a hard time, you know, building relationships because we just begin to be like, hurt me, hurt me, hurt me, didn't like this, disagreed, don't like this. And we, we begin to get so compartmentalized that, you know, everything in our life, I can't work at this job now, I can't go to this church, and I can't be in this family. And I'm not saying, if there is abusive or toxic, you know what, you got to put boundaries but make sure you always leave a gate. Yeah. got to be able to get back in. Yeah. People can come in with, with respect and, and, and um, humility and things like that. You don't just come and be like, did something to me once, now there's a wall and you can never get over it. I'll be like, I'll just get my trumpets and my friends. We're going to walk around you. <laughs> and you know what? We're going to shout it. It's going to fall down. And you're going to be standing face to face and be like, I love you. I will tell you. Can I give you a secret? I had a lot of people who hate me and have hated me. And what God always does when they're mad at me. I remember Summer came to church and they were just mad. And they wanted to, they came here to tell me off and to tell me everything that we were teaching that was wrong and everything that we were doing that was wrong. And they came in. And the Lord said, I want you to go up and give him a hug and say, I just love everything about you God has created. You. You're so amazing. All these things, God gave me all this thing. I run up to this person. And I'm like, I just, I just really feel like God just, I just love you, and I'm just so thankful that God put you in my life. And there it's like, I didn't know, you know, that person moved on, did not come back, and I, I thought, you know, but then I heard from someone in their family that they actually came here prepared with like a list of stuff to hate on us for. And I thought, God, you took care of that. Instead of me being like, I'm going to justify, I'm going to tell you why i do this or that or why we've, you know, I don't need to. God already went before us. God already went before us, doesn't he? I don't need to be mad and hold on for us. like, I can't believe they said that. Well, we all have, I think we all have people who maybe don't like us or get mad about something, you know, for a season, and we can't worry about that, we can't worry about that, because I look, and I'm thinking, you know, I could be mad about this one person coming in, or these people, and throughout my, I mean, throughout our lifetime, we have lots of people who don't like us, that's the way it is, because we have different personalities, sometimes we just, you know, and when they are, I don't worry about those, I I look at all the people that, you know, love me, or want to connect, or, or, you know, um, love God, and they want to be here, and they want to, they want to have unity, it's like, I'm going to focus on that. I don't need to worry about and get this bitterness towards someone who's mad at me. Now, if I hurt someone and you come up and said, hey, you know, you said this to me and it really hurt, I'll, you pro- I'd probably say, oh, I'm sorry, I did not mean it like that. Right? But that's not how we come up to people. We go and we gossip to 50 other people about how they hurt me and they, they did it on purpose. They're so mean. Sometimes you're just tired or, like, sometimes when me and my girls, I sit, when we're, like, having a discussion, sometimes we're going back and forth, and I say, what do I say? I say, I'm not mad. I'm just really intense right now, because I need them to know that, like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just intense about what we're talking about, and it can come off, like, are you yelling at me? Like, I'm just matching your energy. I love you so much. Like, I don't know, like, what's happening in our household. Like, you are amazing. You're, oh gotta calm down oh get too much caffeine (laughs) times um my body really responds to caffeine well so I don't drink a lot of it when I do (laughs) people (laughs) if you've experienced me with excessive caffeine I apologize please forgive me Um, but you can't say if I if you have experienced me with that that I am not a lot of fun okay what were you talking about Unforgiveness, pride, bitterness, and brokenness. Yeah. So we begin, but when we get all clogged up with all of that stuff, we begin to miss the blessings of God. Not that God is not, is not blessing us and that his blessings are not there. That it's not like God's like, well, you have unforgiveness. I'm not going to put any more blessings out there for you. No, God still is. Yeah. We're missing them. They're passing us by. We're not aware of them because we got our blinders on that, that pain or that disappointment And so we can't see all the things that God is doing around us, for us, you know, through us, with us, because we're so focused on, you can't believe what happened to me. We begin to reason away what God is doing and his calling our life because we're so focused on what has happened to us or this injustice. Well, it wasn't justified that Jesus went to the cross. Sometimes justice is not, life ain't fair. God said, I want you to pick up your cross because I want you to love people more than you want to be right. That is really hard. Let's not pretend it's not. We all want to be right. Nobody goes like, I want to talk about something, I want to be wrong. hope I'm totally off with this. I just want to discuss it, and I want everyone to be against me. Does that sound good? Nobody, I mean, if you come into a conversation like that, we will pray for you because that is weird. That is not... <laughs> That is not normal. We like it when we we like it when we are right. It feels good. It feels like you know something. You feel like like man I have success in this. You feel you feel heard, you feel validated. That's good. We want those things. We want you know, and I think God wants us to to have those things because He created us and He created us awesome and and amazing and He we're His creation and He wants to be like, Hey, look what I made. They're awesome. You know, they're in the kingdom. God is good in Ephesians it says praise be to God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ in Christ God has given us every spiritual blessing in heaven everything it said he's already given it to us he doesn't stop blessing us because even when we're bitter and mad and and have unforgiveness he doesn't stop blessing us we sometimes miss them we have to realize God doesn't just say well you're not blessed anymore we just miss them because our focus is on us and not on Jesus It's on us and not on Jesus. You know, unforgiveness blocks our view from God's blessing. Every time we step outside of that, we got to have a plan to get back. And God gave us such an easy plan. Forgive. You can do it right in your house, by yourself. Sometimes you don't have to even go to that person. Because they don't even know you're mad, and now you made a big problem by going, Do you know I was mad at you? You did this, it was really mean. But I forgive you. What is that? If they didn't even know, now you're just causing, now they're be like, like, what's going on? You know, sometimes you just have, God's like, just clean up within yourself. They don't even know. They're going on. They're like, la, 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 life is good. You know what I mean? And then you come and like, you know, rain on their life. Like, oh, I didn't know I was acting like that. You know, now they're all worried. And every time they see you, they're like, oh, I got to tell my face, you know. Don't do that to people. Sometimes it's just your problem. <laughs> Someone cuts. Have you ever had people cut in front of you in line? They don't even know. They're just talking. They go, and you're just like, I'm, have you seen? I'm, I'm not a little person. I'm right here. And they don't even know. Just walk right in front of you. So we've got to have that plan to get back, which is, you know, forgiveness. In Ephesians, I'm, I have a lot of stuff from Ephesians. You know, so make a clean break it says in Ephesians 4 it Says make a clean, clean break with all cutting, backbiting profane talk be gentle with one another sensitive forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you I mean Adam and Eve sinned and he's like you know what I am gonna, I'm going to let you know what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to send my son, and you know what? He's going to crush your, the enemy's head, and he's going to bruise your heel. He did that, like, right then. He didn't say, well, I just let you know it's coming. Something's going to happen. But you'd be surprised. And until then, you're going to have to sacrifice a lot of animals, and you're going to have to, you know, constantly follow these, like, 600 and how many? 36 laws? Or that was a lot. You're going to have to do all of this, Okay. He didn't do that. He's like, you know what? It's done. You're forgiven already. Come on. I want to have fellowship with you right there. He took care of it right away. So that tells us, take care of it. Don't let it stew. When it stews, you have a lot of conversations in your head that are, if you said them out loud, they'd be crazy. You ever in the shower? That is my place. And I was like, I'm fighting with people that aren't there. Like, I tell you. And it's like, I, you know, if I actually said this out, it would probably be crazy. Don't do that. Don't even get to the conversation. Sometimes it's like, you know what, I'm just not going to be around that toxicity. Yeah. Love you from over there. Yeah. Pray for you from over there. You don't get to come in and, you know, make a mess of my house and then be like, oh, I'll see you later. No, you're going to clean this up. Then we, that's where we get mad. Guess what? Don't let them in your house. Go say hi to them in the yard. Yeah. Right? That's kind of what we need to do with our heart and our spirit. Like, we can love everybody. Um. But you kind of have a circle of people who as they show that they have they can communicate and interact successfully, they get closer into your life. You know, I don't go out to the mailman and say, You want to come in for lunch right now? Come on, come on, just come in my house. He can't come in and be like, I have mail for you and come into my bedroom while I'm sleeping, right? He can't do that. It'd be creepy. I call the cops. Like if that happens, you should call the police. You know, he's like, I have a package for you. you know, like that doesn't happen. Right? But my kids that they do, they come right in the bedroom. Hey, were you sleeping? I saw your eyes were closed, but I thought you were awake. It's two o'clock in the morning, I have to tell you something. Okay. They have that access. But not everybody needs to have that access in your life. That'd be a pretty intense You would never rest. Oh but that quickness, forgiveness. You know, when we're holding on to unforgiveness towards ourselves, for others, or even God we're dealing with that in a, that hurt in a very flesh way. And there's no restoration in that. Nothing can be restored. It just keeps going down that path. And you know, it's almost like domino effects, and it will get worse and worse. It will get bigger. The problem will seem like it just keeps growing to the point where it's like, well, now I can't fix it. Now it's just too much. We watch this show, Hoarders. It is terrifying. Um I can't even think about it. It was some of that stuff. It was terrifying. But that's what it is. Like, it's, the point where it's like, I don't know how to move forward now because now I've let it just go on. We do that with our hearts. We do that with relationships where we've built it so much and let it go on that we're like, now I don't know how to clean it up. Like, I've made so many big things. I don't know how to get back from here. I've let it go so long. And that's why God says, quickly do it thoroughly. Just take care of it on your side. If they're still mad, they have to deal with that. You can be, you can have your heart clean. You can have your heart clean. You know, in Romans it says, Romans eight twelve. it says, so you don't see that, that we don't own this old do-it-yourself life. One red cent. There's nothing in it for us, nothing at all. The best thing to do is give, give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. That's, me- that's the message. I love that. Give your old life a decent burial. Just get it over with. Get on with your new life. God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. You want to be in the will of God for your life, and you want to be like, God, I know you've called me to something. You have a destiny for me. You have to get that old self out of there to be able to move in the things of God. He does not live there. He doesn't acknowledge that. He will not communicate with that old life. He's not going to. God's not going to come in and talk to your sin nature. He's not going to do that. He doesn't even acknowledge it. He doesn't remember it. So if you're trying to move in the things of God with your old life there, it's not going to work. You're going to feel like you're hitting a wall every time because you are because God does not even acknowledge that old self. We may try. God doesn't. When we want to be in that flesh, like, you told me what to do, I want to do this, you know, you can't, I'm going to do it my way. You know, the flesh wants justification and judgment, right? I'm going to put that hammer down. But the spirit calls for mercy and forgiveness. Where do you want to live? What do you really want to live in? Do you want to be the judge? Because God says if you want to be the judge, everything that you judge, you will also be judged the same way. I do not want that. God is a judge. And I'm not talking about, like, judging an action. Is this a good action or bad? There are things that are good, and there are things that are bad. Okay, should we murder people? No, we are judging that that is wrong. Okay, I'm talking about judging people's hearts their motives. You don't know that. Only God knows that. Sometimes people aren't even healthy enough to know their own heart. So really, the only one that really can judge that is God. You can't even judge your own heart. God, that's his, his job. But we want that justification when someone hurts us. But the Spirit says, I call for mercy and forgiveness. That's what Christ did. That's what I sent my son to do. And you said you are in Christ, so that means that you walk the same way. And in the middle of all this, it sounds great, like, yeah, I want to walk in mercy and forgiveness, but there is an enemy who wants to sow division, and he wants to sow strife, right? That happens all the time. Like, we're fighting over things that you normally wouldn't even matter. Like, if you married, you know the things you fight over are, like, the smallest things. The big things you got, little foxes, the little things that was like, ugh, you didn't sweep that left to right, you slept it right to left, that's it. You can't sweep the kitchen anymore, and now I'm mad because you can't help me do chores. I don't use a broom, so that's not like a real thing. <laughs> use the vacuum. <laughs> I don't even like brooms. I have one, and I'm like, every time I have to use them, I'm like, oh, gosh, it's a broom. <laughs> Those of you that use brooms, I'm sorry, but vacuums are superior. Come on, you want to do who disagrees with me? Right now we can take care of some unforgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, if I had to love there's something that i love that is an object that i have had to choose it would be a vacuum i love vacuums you guys i name my vacuums i just really love them they're just i don't know what it is my one what's my one now sharky is the new one i was trying to say Aaron, but that was the last one he didn't do very good Um, i have kirbina which is my so my vacuums do you think i don't have names i got names can you guess what sharky is I'm really creative. <laughs> but you know, but that's just a little bunny trail. We'll get back on. But the enemy, he sows seeds of division, he sows seeds of strife. Don't allow it. You don't allow it. It's not someone else's job. You don't allow it. You get to choose. Even if even if your feelings say different. Even if your emotions are showing pain. Even if you are justified. Sometimes you are justified. It doesn't matter. Don't allow unforgiveness to take root in your life. Don't allow unforgiveness to take root in your life. Forgiveness is a spiritual action. So we have the greatest thing to be able to do that easily is call on the Holy Spirit. Let's call on the Holy Spirit to give us strength and comfort as we we continue to walk out peace and forgiveness. We need the Holy Spirit to have forgiveness, to offer forgiveness. We don't have that naturally in us. That only comes, that's not in our soul. That's not in our flesh. It's not in our thought, our mind, our emotions. That is in the spirit. That is a spiritual action. You know, our mind, our will, and emotions, that's where they want justification, anger, bitterness. But our spirit wants us to have a heart of forgiveness. So we need to call on the Holy Spirit because he's going to give us strength through that, you know, so that we can continue to walk in peace, that we can live in the fullness God created us for. That's it. Forgiveness. You deal with it here. You let God take care of what's going on up there. You put in good boundaries, you know, it, and you make sure that, the God, that you always leave a gate. God's like, leave a gate that anyone can come through and, and ask for forgiveness at any moment that you can clean things up. They don't have to be your best friend, but maybe God, just, they just need to clean that up you know, so that they can move in fullness too. We not only deal with it here, but we also extend it to others because we have that ability because we have the Holy Spirit who will walk us through that, right? Yeah. Right. Well, amen. All right, we're going to pray.